Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making creativity and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always, the birthday girl, ah! Brooke Deneau. Oh no, you did it. Well, wait, 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 wait. And uh, hi, Vincent, and hello to our lovely listeners. I, you just really started it. You just... You just went for it, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I went right, right at it. Because I have it. This is coming out on my birthday, isn't it? I have it. I wrote it down earlier this week. I was talking to, I was talking to one of my friends on the phone. I'm like, I just got to hold on a second. I went running over to my desk because I keep one notepad by my desk and it's my keep notes during the show pad. And that's all it's for. And I wrote on the top in big letters, Brooke's birthday, because I wanted to make sure that on the show, I gave my co-host a birthday wish. So happy yeah. birthday. Thank you. If this is coming out on Wednesday. So yeah, yeah, your actual birthday. birthday. My actual birthday. Yeah. So I'm wishing our happy birthday two days earlier, which I'm, which is allegedly bad luck. I've oh, been told. Shoot. Well, like you should never wish a person an early happy birthday. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean. I'll be fine. Yeah, I mean it's only the it's only the three of us. It's me, you, and our guest who we're going to introduce in a minute. But yeah, <laughs> so are you doing anything special for your birthday? Not really. We were just having like cake at home, and then yeah, cake, <laughs> yeah, cake. <laughs> Recurring theme on this podcast. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're keeping it pretty low key this year. Awesome. I don't awesome. know. I'm not like a big. I don't know. Birthdays are a lot of pressure. You know, I feel like I feel like there's a lot of pressure to to have fun or something. And then if it's like not fun, it's like, oh, am I insane for saying that? No, not really. Um, do you want to, I, 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 this is totally up to you, but do you want to surprise people and tell them how old you are? Okay. I can tell people <laughs> how old I am. I don't care. People never guess it right. And also, They would I mean, never guess. I would I never guess. Well, how old would you think I am? I'll start well, I mean, there. I know I mean, that that's, that's an unfair fair. question. because like, I know the know answer, so I can't answer this question, but... I definitely thought you were older than you are. Yeah, people either think I'm older than I am or they think I'm like 18. Yeah. But I, I am I am 27 right now, so I'm turning 28. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It always blows people's mind. I forget I forget that sometimes because when we talk, we don't talk as like older person, younger person. We no. just talk as like like peers. Um I and, am I am a sixty five year old man. Brooks an old at soul. Heart. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really soul. I really am. I really am. And all <laughs> most most of my friends are actually like older than me as well. Not all of them, but a lot of them. It's not bad that at your tender age you're doing so much trapeze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's how you that's how you keep young. Yeah, yes, yeah, swinging, swinging from a stick, you know, sixty feet in the air. That, that... <laughs> yeah. How how high is that, by the way? Is it's it, I it's don't not, know. It's not. So I have feet, right? I have no idea. It used to feel a lot higher, so yeah. I never like when I see it doesn't look that high. But then people will be like, "Whoa!" I love I love when I love when Brooke does trapeze because I'll get reports like, "Yep, I'm done for the week. Like I'm gonna have to sit still for a couple of days now." <laughs> I'm actually that's only really at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and then, once you get like back into shape, like I'm just at the point now where afterwards I'm not sore, so that's a big win. I, I feel like I'm so fascinated by this, and we've talked about it so many times. And it's like <laughs> listeners are probably like, "Yeah, we know it's trapeze. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Vincent, it's weird. Vincent, if you ever actually Vincent, if you ever come to Boston." would you can totally say you won't do it you can just climb up the ladder and jump off would you do it just climb i would climb up i would attempt to swing. you can you can attempt to do a trick like you can do whatever I'm, you want i'm kind of heavy though i'm kind of heavy though. i'm like 270 that's a You'll lot probably be fine like i i i i've seen a wide range of like 
body Look, type. If there's no way, listen, I, I am I will make you this promise. Okay. If there is no weight limit, which you will find out the next time yeah. you go. I will. I will. Before the end of this season, I will try it one time. Ah, okay, okay. And All we'll right? film and we'll film it for, for yeah, our I will not make the connection. <laughs> yeah. I will probably barely hang on and make one swing and <laughs> then can, just fall into the net. But I'll be perfectly happy having tried it. Yeah, you can scream the whole way. I've seen people scream. I've you know, no, I won't scream. Fine. I really won't. I won't even be, I honestly won't even be scared. Or people aren't scared at all. Yeah, ice veins. But I just won't be coordinated enough to do it. But I would love to try it. Yeah, do it. There you go. So I said it on the podcast. So now it has to happen. So no pressure. As long as my fat ass can get on the the swing. (laughs) You can do, I'm pretty sure you'd be fine. I I mean, I'm willing to. It's just, are they willing to let me? Is the question. <laughs> it's not. It's not who's going to let me. It's who's going to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will ask. I will ask. You know, there's. You know how we could film it though. I was thinking about this. Like, if we do it late enough in the season, there's an invention coming out that is just so damn clever that we actually had to have the guy on the podcast because it was like, oh, if we set this up, like we could do everything. We could do everything. So. If you guys have been anywhere near the maker Instagram community at all in the last, I would say the last two or three months, you have absolutely seen this crazy little tripod that has magnetic feet that sticks to stuff. And it was such a genius invention that I was just like, all right, I got to get this guy on the podcast because like when somebody comes up with something this cool, especially for us, because most of us are in some form or another content creators. So you're always looking for that cool gadget that's going to put your camera where you want it. And I was like, I'm going to see if he wants to come on. And if he said yes. So it's like, awesome. Let's uh, let's talk to him. So this week we have the one, the only, the inventor of the frog pod, Tom Beisch. Hi, Tom. Hey, hey guys. Tom. How are you? So good. Really, so really good. good. I'm Welcome. so happy to be here. This is fun. Yeah, I... I I saw this thing, and, and this is what's really funny. So I've known your I, really funny, you know, um, I, I know, oh, yeah, I know about him. I know about him. I know about him. And I'm looking, I'm like, how am I not following him already? Like, I thought I was, because I've seen your posts so much. I was like, okay, first of all, let's follow. But I never connected the Frog Pod and you. I just, mm-hmm. but I had seen so much frog pod stuff, including from a bunch of people that I know. You know, Dave Bauer talks about it a lot. Adam yep. C talks it about talks about it a lot. I just right before we recorded, I was doing dishes. I was listening to Clamp, and I heard they were you're giving them one for um for their giveaway for the Clamp giveaway. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, this thing is just everywhere. Like, first of all, genius marketing because it's like you've <laughs> created buzz around this crazy little idea. But thank you. How did you come up with this idea? It's so good. Sure. Uh, and I know we're going to talk about the whole story a lot. And I haven't told it enough times to like tell it concise and, and linearly. We so hate forgive concise me. on this Actually, podcast, right, by the way. Actually, for- to, to, to pause for the sake of the listeners, can we first describe, like, I, I, I can see a picture of it and whatever, but describe what the, what it is mm-hmm. for I, listeners. I, that I mean, it'll be more, it'll be more fun if they don't know, but I'll do it. Anyway. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> maybe you're right. Maybe we no. should just not. <laughs> no, they have to go to frogpodarmy.com and sign up. That's the only yes. way to do it. The no, only uh, way. So it is a, it is a uh, magnetic mount for your phones, lights, cameras, and more. That's the tagline on Kickstarter. And it is a three, I'll say three legged, three armed, um, mount and each of the arms has a magnet and in the center is a quarter 20 uh screw 
So quarter mm-hmm. 20 is for all of your cameras, all of your, really all of your cameras, but that extends into lights and it extends, mm-hmm. like even Milwaukee drill bit cases have a, have a threaded insert in them. I've yeah. noticed. Like, so yeah. many things have this standard size and there just aren't really any magnetic options on the market. Um, so, I mean, the, the birth of this came from the desire to burn my tripod because putting a tripod in a small shop is basically impossible. <laughs> it's oh, torture. It's horrible. It's, it really is torture. And it actually makes me not record video. I'm that, with you there. That's the problem. Yeah. Or I'll, or, I'll, or I'll dread filming video. And when you're not excited to film video, it shows in the finished product and what the, yeah. your shots look like. That's it's exactly a, why I haven't filmed in the new shop at all because I don't have room to, if I put a tripod, I can no longer walk in the shop. It's, right. It's done. So. Right. Totally but, even, but even let's, even if you have room, like, so we'll probably talk about this, but I'm moving to a much larger shop. And uh, first of all, I would have never invented this in a larger shop, but just setting up the tripod to get the different shots. It's, it's time consuming. It's annoying. It's everyone's least favorite thing other than sanding. And (laughs) it's true, true, right? So, (laughs) um, you know, this eliminates a lot of that, you know, it's not perfect. It's not the, the end all and be all mount for any, everything, but it does solve a lot of problems. I feel it's very clever. It's very clever. It's one of those things where, Oh, that's an interesting approach. Cause we've seen, I mean, I have over the years, I've had a bunch of gorilla pods and they're fun for a little while, but then, you know, one of the problems with the gorilla pod is you need something you can wrap the arms around. And even when you wrap the arms around, if you put something like this, I'm holding up my rebel T six I with my Sigma art lens on it. Like it's not going to hold that. It's just mm-hmm. not the way to, you know, it's not, it's not the right solution for anything. And even with a GoPro, if you can't get the legs all the way around to kind of overlap themselves, it doesn't stick. But if you can right. find something metal, like this is why it's so brilliant because you don't need to wrap them around. You can just flat surfaces, tools, right. you know, your bandsaw, right. you know, whatever it is. It's a flat surface or not a flat surface even. Exactly. Exactly. And, and the magnets, uh, just to talk about the utility a little more, the magnets are very strong. They're definitely overkill. Um, but, but, but by design, right. And when, let's say you just slap this thing on the corner and the three legs kind of grab the corner or something, you can just grab your camera and kind of drag it in the direction you want to point it. And the magnets will kind of drag and stay where you leave them. Um, so it's kind of like the swivel head is kind of built into the mechanic. Yeah, and that was something I noticed too. That's what I that's one of the genius things about it cuz the first thing like I'm a guy that I love putting ball heads on. Every tripod I have has a ball head on it. And I'm like, "Huh, the one limitation is, you know, when you first look at it, you go the limitation is that it's kind of wherever the bottom of the camera points." But then you think about it and it's like, "Yeah, but the ca- the 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 sticky bit can go anywhere." Mm-hmm. And then if you're using a GoPro, it's got the action camera mount with the pin in it anyway. It's right. Like, yeah, you now have that same full range of motion without the weight of a ball head on. It's pretty I got to credit where it's due. It's it's just a really <laughs> clever design. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Are How? you Oh, sorry. Oh, no, you go. go uh, are you, you had a great are, thought there. Are you a product designer? Like how did you come uh, up with this idea? I was just about to ask that. Is this the first product you've ever designed? Not exactly. So, well, <laughs> it's the it's the first one that has presented itself this way. Um, but back in September, I gave myself the challenge to create a hundred designs in two years, and that's about one a week. Okay. And um, 
I attacked that really hard. So in the first 35 days, I actually came up with about 35 designs. Wow. Now, now let me, let me take that back a little bit. Like eight of them were battery holder, like, like uh, battery hangers for mm-hmm. your power tool batteries. Mm-hmm. So like, but those all count. Like the whole idea was I have one goal, nothing else matters, get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if the product has legs, uh, pun intended for the frog pod, maybe, but <laughs> it doesn't matter if it costs too much to make. I'm just going to, I'm going to make it. I'm going to price it the way it needs to be priced. And if somebody wants it, great. If they don't, I still did it. Right. Yeah. So I, I started my, um, my website, infinitecraftsman.com, which is my handle and that's everything. Right. And I, I just started creating products, putting them directly on the website. And, um, it's done really well. And I'm really, I'm really amazed how much the community has responded to the things I've been creating. And, um, and then FrogPod came along. So I, I actually kind of stopped designing things after that first 35 days. I kind of like, we were starting the process of, uh, moving and looking for houses and stuff like that. So everything just kind of got put on the back burner. And then I was reaching for new ideas and I, I was just having a little bit of trouble. So I went to an old idea and I have years ago, I, I took a hockey puck. I had like 40 hockey pucks in a barrel for some reason. They were all old and used, but I took a hockey puck and I drilled, uh, I set four magnets into it and I drilled a hole for a quarter 20 bolt in the middle and I put my GoPro on it. And that was my friend Brandon called it the puck pod and told me not to show anybody. So <laughs> a really good idea. Right. So it was really simple. And honestly, the puck pod has plenty of flaws, but it does 80% of what the frog pod does, right? It it just has limitations as far as like a rounded pole, a rounded pole. You get that. Um, <laughs> or irregular surfaces or uh, strength issues and things like that. But so I took that and I was like, well, let me, now that I'm kind of going down this 3D printing path, let me take that and design. I basically drew a puck. Right. I, I drew exactly what it was to start and I print it and I hold it and I go, this is stupid. It's not even a puck anymore. Like the, the novelty was gone and that was <laughs> right. everything. Right. So I just, I was like, all right, I need to rethink this whole thing. It needs to hold on better because it's just, it doesn't, it's not strong enough. And that's where it started to go out to like this like spider thing. There were like six legs and people were calling it the spider pod and, but the six legs were too many and they would just wrap up and cling to themselves. Uh, and oh, I didn't even think of was, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was really bad. So it went through several iterations and I was like, all right, bigger magnets, three legs, because that's what a tripod has. So why do you need more kind of thing? Yeah. And um, that's kind of where it settled. And I forget some of the other names, even just like mag mount and stuff like that were some of the other names. And I got to look back. I feel like I wasn't the person that thought of frog pod. I might've been. But it, it was so, like, I share all of this in my stories on Instagram. So it all just kind of happens in conversation. Yeah. And um, in the event somebody is listening to this and be like, I said frog pod. Just let me know. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> but that is what I love about it. What I love about it is that it's it's memorable, too. Because it's mm-hmm. you. You've done a really good job with the brand itself. Like the the branding is it's it's green, which is cool. Mm-hmm. It looks like a tree frog foot, which is yeah. really cool. It kind of it's the it, it's an overall package. Was that conscious or did like the name come in and you go, "Okay, then it's got to be green." Like it's got to be like 
you know, like what order did that happen in? Yep. If you look back in my Instagram feed, it was purple. It ah. was purple. It was purple when I called it Frog Pod. And it's because I just happened to have purple TPU, which is the yeah. type of plastic. Yeah. I, that's what I was using. That's what I was prototyping with. And I called it Frog Pod and did it, it didn't even occur to me to make it green. Like it just, <laughs> it took me days to realize, oh, I got to buy green and make it green. This is stupid. Yeah. So um, it really all just kind of falls into place. And it's honestly, it's because of my, it's because of how I how I treat my Instagram stories, how it's really just a conversation. It's a stream of consciousness to my followers and mm-hmm. I have the best followers in the world. I don't know. Maybe some of them are yours too. So that, that rides, but it's a pretty good <laughs> overlap. <laughs> yeah, I think there is, uh, <laughs> but they, they just throw their crazy ideas back at me. Mm-hmm. And I, when I say crazy, like most, like not most, a lot of the ideas that come back and forth between me and them, are usually like 90% bad ideas, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, but, but they get you to the good idea. Like yeah. they, they stretch your brain in different directions and it really helps you find where you need to go. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, there's a lot to be said for accept, like getting comfortable with the horrible ideas because it gets your guard down enough that the great one comes through and it's, it's too easy to get hard on yourself and be like, wow. Right. I'm such a moron for thinking of that. <laughs> you one of the craziest parts about this whole thing to me, and you know, I, I I figured it out, and then you and I, when we chatted, when I invited you on, we chatted about it a little bit, and I remember telling you you were absolutely insane. But one of the craziest parts about this whole thing is that you are actually you're not farming this out to a third party to be made. You're making them yourself. Yes. So they are three D printed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to talk about AJ Huff, but AJ Huff is the one he's uh, he goes by design the everything on Instagram and he's done a bunch of Kickstarters. He makes a lot of like EDC things, everyday carry things. Oh, okay. um, he's a machinist. He's he won't call himself a machinist, but um, th- he makes those kinds of things and they have like higher end finishes and things like that. And he kind of told me one of the many things he told me, he gives me good advice. Um, is that Kickstarter? the Kickstarter community wants a higher finished product. And that sat with me for a while. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I finally decided I'm not going to get stopped by that because I mm-hmm. couldn't come up with a solution um, other than having someone else make them. And that means injection molding. That means like 60 grand to buy your first batch it's that means very expensive it means a lot of things into it also it's really yeah. really expensive it's it, it means a lot of things and i'm like you know what if this is the reason it doesn't go well i can live with it right mm-hmm. and um i wasn't rebutting what his advice was he was just telling me what his experience has been and um now here's the thing though so i can print i Kickstarter is one of those things. It's a, it's like a scratch off ticket. Either you win nothing, or you win two dollars to buy another ticket, or <laughs> or you win a million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you for Kickstarter, you kind of have to go through the motions and think about all of those levels, which is yeah. really fun. Um, and managing expectations is super hard. But I I kind of put a stop at ten thousand units, which would be ridiculous. Right, ten thousand units would be insane, but at ten thousand units, 
there is so much capital mm-hmm. that I can afford injection molding. Mm-hmm. Like no problem. Does that make sense? Good point. I now thought ten, of it that way, but you know you got right. that money coming in at that point. You can you can commit to having someone else do it. That's exactly okay. I got you. Yeah. So now ten thousand units means I need forty printers in fifty days. Mm-hmm. And that's possible. That is very possible. Right. It's a lot of work, but it's very possible. And that's them yeah. going around the clock. And then I'll have 40 printers, and that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you have a hell of a print farm. Because one of the things I do notice is you really do do a lot of 3D printing. Like, you are really into 3D printing, which is kind of cool seeing, you know, yeah. 3D printing gets a bad rap where it's all chotties and dumb things. And, you know, you're doing something clearly practical with it. And you've done a yeah. lot of clearly practical things with 3D printing. It's really cool, actually. Thank you. Yeah, it does get a bad rap because... Um, People, I would say most people heard about it really early on and -hmm. it was pretty terrible. Like the quality of the the product that you were getting off of a 3d printer wasn't very good. It certainly wasn't very strong. Um, now there's, there's nuance to everything I just said, but for the most part, you know, you were getting a tchotchke that was going to probably end up in the garbage pretty soon. Yeah. I also think with early 3D printing, um, the way that it was presented in the media was that they were like, we're going to 3D print hearts for people. And then <laughs> and then there was this juxtaposition to people being like, look at my octopus. That I just <laughs> Where I think that there was just like an information, like a like a like a flow of information lapse. There. Yes. I don't even know what the right words yeah, are no, to that's, explain that. That's but... a good way to put it. That's yeah. a good way to put it because the, the promises the promises were nowhere near the reality at that no, point. No, like, and were, people or, were thinking Star Trek replicators, and they were getting eight bit Nintendo. Yeah, right. and so I, I think that's partially why three D printing gets the reputation it does. It was like a little bit of a PR issue, an early yeah. PR issue. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And who's going to take care of PR when it's an open sourced thing? Exactly. You know, like, everybody, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I've tried to fight back on that a little bit, not like. I don't know. I don't like yeah. spend my days on forums, you know, arguing. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, but that would be crazy. Why would you do that? <laughs> is that, is that, is that him? <laughs> We're learning things about each other. This is fun. <laughs> it's always a learning experience. Which, it's always which, a learning experience. Never mind. Never mind. But so you come up with this idea. You come up with this idea, and. Yeah. When do you decide, you know what, I think it's time to put this on Kickstarter because this could be something like what, yeah. how does that go for you? So that was, that was AJ Huff. Um, so I, uh, my, my track record uh, since September was design a thing, show people all of the iterations as I go, why I'm changing things, why I'm doing this. And then as soon as it's done, it's on my website, like 10 minutes later and you can go buy it. Yeah. And I usually sell like two or three like right away, you know, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And that's it's not a lot cool. of money. Like a lot of, it's a lot of inexpensive items, but like, that's really cool. And it kind of like puts a few bucks back in my pocket, usually pays for like the research and development, like the, the hundred widgets I had to buy to make the thing, you know? Right, right, um, right. So it kind of covers that stuff. And it allows me to just keep prototyping and keep making things. So I made the frog pod and I posted it. I listed it on my website and two days go by and nobody bought one. Oh no. Really? Well, mostly cause it was still purple, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think I even called it a frog pot at that moment. Um, so an AJ reached out to me and he's like, Hey, this is a good Kickstarter product. And I was mm-hmm. like, 
I knew what Kickstarter was from Jocko, right? But I was like, I don't, I was like, why? I didn't understand why. Sorry, I just got an interruption. I'm sorry, guys. Um, it's okay. Forgive me. Uh, so <laughs> I, I told AJ, I was like, why Kickstarter? Like, I don't, what's the point? Like, I have to bring everybody to Kickstarter and then sell it there and wait and like do all this stuff. And he goes, because of the Kickstarter market, you mm-hmm. get the Kickstarter market, which I didn't understand at all. So the game plan was bring the maker community to the Kickstarter market so that Kickstarter cares, right? right? Yeah. So I have exploited all of my maker relationships by sending them free frog pods (laughs) and they they have done like, uh, they're so, everybody's so awesome. They've all shared it. They've all done it. Um, Recently uh, I reached out to Jackman um, who I've met a bunch of times and, um, I go, hey man, do you want a frog pod? And he goes, <laughs> he go. His response, which was awesome, was, "That's you." Like he didn't, <laughs> make, he didn't know See? that frog pod was me. It's not yeah. just me. Like, See? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, I, when you said that earlier, I was like, "That's what Jackie did." And uh, <laughs> I was like, "Yes." Like that was so reassuring that the word was getting out there and ahead of you, which means ahead the of product me, right, has despite the- me. Which means the product has legs of its own. No pun right. intended. You know, the product, the product <laughs> is developing, a, developing a a reputation where people yeah. are seeing it. And it's like just seeing it over and over again. It's like, oh, this is working. Like this yeah. is working. Yeah, it's been really fun. Now, I don't. It's I, you know, I don't want to not. Um, I don't. I'm not trying to not associate myself with it. If anything, I want the people that like the maker community to know that I'm just another maker guy. Like I'm, yeah. I'm one of you, like I'm in this community, hardcore, like, yeah. um, ride or die with my maker friends. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just, I just happen to create a product that's kind of outside of that, even yeah, though there's plenty of overlap. If you, if you want to have a product with any legs, I, in my opinion, and I'm sure that there's con- contradicting opinions on this, it needs to be something that stands separate from yourself. If right. you want it to have legs business wise, longer term. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think so that's, that's a really thing. good sign. So normally when we have somebody on that invents a thing or that does a thing that's kind of new and interesting, one of the things I like to ask is because the general consensus obviously has been very positive about the frog pod. So I'm kind of wondering, has anyone seen this and gone, the hell were you thinking? This, <laughs> this is a stupid <laughs> idea. Like, have you got any negative feedback on it? I, I feel like I wish I had so I could share it with you and blast them publicly. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I really, I really haven't, mm-hmm. and it might be a little concerning. Like I'm, we. I was hoping someone would be like, "Yeah, but what about this?" And you I'd be like, what? "Oh my gosh, I have to think about that and change that and fix that." You know. I, I think that I, I was gonna ask you how, like, what level of experience do you have filming in a shop, like that you're bringing to this? Um. Because, so I because... used to do. I used to do a bunch of YouTube. Okay. And I really haven't since my second son was born three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when I used the puck pod quite a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think that I think that the product speaks for itself. And especially since you started with the maker community, a lot of us do content. So it's such a problem when you're in, in creative mode and you have such a great idea about the thing that you're making, like the tangible thing that you're making because yeah. making content is making too. It mm-hmm. is the most frustrating thing. 
to yeah. think, oh, I got to move the camera or I've got to do this or I've got to do that. So I wonder if it's more that it's um, a product that directly speaks to the yeah, true too. Like captive audience. Yeah, the audience for it gets it. So they understand yeah. right. that there's no room for negative. Like, what are they going to be negative about? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's an option. Well, it's just yeah. better than what it would. Right. What, well, when, when, when you're the only one that has seen it and used it, um, you can't possibly come up with all the problems, right? right. So when you, sh- you know, I've given it, I've given almost 60 of them out at this point. Wow. And that will tell you the problems, yeah. right? Like 60 people slapping that thing on something will be like, oh, this, this doesn't work this way or whatever. Personally, I think the biggest, I don't know if it's an obstacle. It's not an obstacle. The biggest downside, maybe I'll say it this way. And you'll, I think you'll understand is that it's not a tool you need every single day. Mm-hmm. It's not a maker knife, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, um, it's something that needs to go in your camera bag. And when you need it, it's the only thing that does it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I sound like I'm doing a sales pitch, but it's just in my nature. <laughs> so I apologize. But okay. like I went to, I went to Best Buy and I did some stories at Best Buy and I'm looking at the GoPro section mm-hmm. and I'm looking like the suction cup mount, right? I'm like, if you need a suction cup mount, like you should have one of these in your bag, right? right? Like you need the suction cup mount and you need the bike mount if you want to mount this to your bike, right? Yep. And you need what, I don't know what other mounts, the clamp mount for yeah, the chest, the chest mount, right. the helmet mount, all these. Right. Yeah. You, so you need those mounts. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that the magnetic mount doesn't exist on that rack. Right. And it really is a, I, I know it's a gap in the market. I just don't know why. Sometimes gaps in the market mean that it's not a viable thing, right? Right. I, right. I think it is. Um, I'm hoping it is. But it just it, there's this gap, and and with all of those mounts, like they're all like in the Venn diagram of what mount you're going to use. There's always overlap, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your suction cup mount will work on your car. I wouldn't really trust it though. <laughs> like, I don't know. I've about had you, it fall off a windshield. I yeah, wouldn't I trust it for anything. <laughs> no, but you could like, technically that's like, you're supposed technically to technically you that, could. Right? Yes. Yeah. I just, um, where it is like, a stated function, <laughs> right? My hope is that the magnetic mount is used first in a mm-hmm. lot of those Venn diagram situations. Right. And it's yeah. the one you go to first and like to use. I think the user experience is really fun and like, kind of cool to like slap it on things and um you know it's my hope i i really care about user experience just in my own personal life i've canceled cable companies because of that reason like um <laughs> i think it's super important so i tried to make a fun product too yeah. that 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 is a that's another word that that's another word that like first of all calling it the frog pod is automatically kind of fun in and of itself but mm-hmm. yeah it's just like i could just picture a bunch of people just going Look at it sticking here. Look at it sticking here. You know, just, I, I imagine, you know, I remember the first, one of the first things I asked you when we chatted for the first time, I was like, are you going to sell these in multiples? Because I've pretty much decided <laughs> I'm going to get like five of them for exactly the reason you said. This is the kind of thing where you have a bunch of them in your camera bag as part of your like your normal equipment. I mean, I carry a camera bag. Let me show you the size of this bag. I mean, it yeah. is. It is it is loaded with camera. So you need equipment. you need you need one for the bag itself. Yes, right? you've need... seen that. So you need one to hang the bag up. There you, we go. You can you can take the you can take the quarter twenty screw out, mm-hmm. put it through the wrong way, and there's a D ring on it. Right? Oh, perfect. 
And the D-ring, you can hook a carabiner to and then hook the carabiner to your back. Ta-da. Brilliant. Right. Brilliant. So my yeah. son has had a frog pod on his backpack for like, <laughs> I don't know, four months. And he hangs it up in his locker with the frog pod. <laughs> so what kind of one of the questions I had, you know, obviously it's a technical specification type question that all will be answered later on. But how much weight can it hold? Like, so uh, I did very unofficial tests. You can find them in the highlights uh-huh. uh, on the frog pot account. I just bought a cheap fish scale. And I was like, let's just get a clue. Let's just Good get enough. a real world, like, let's see what it does. So I put it on my table saw, which is a very thick cast iron surface. Mm-hmm. And I pulled directly up on it um, with the method I just told with the carabiner, right? And it failed right around 24 pounds. Wow. Yeah. So That's not bad at all. No. <laughs> now, granted, your GoPro is four ounces, right. which is yeah. like 60, 60 times you can hold 60 times a GoPro. I don't know yeah, what the yeah. math really is. Um, so, you know, now let's say that's half wrong, which I don't think it's half wrong, but let's say it's half wrong. You shouldn't be putting a 15 pound thing on this. That's not what it's made for. Right. Right. But the point is, is that when you don't put it on a thick cast iron surface and instead you put it on, I put it on the, um, sorry. What's it called? The garage door opener, the casing on the garage door, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is much thinner sheet metal. I think it held like five pounds. Still plenty. Still plenty. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I put it, the, re- the one that really surprised me was I put it on the side of my car and make sure I'm describing this properly. And I pulled the scale in the direction that the wind would blow it. Mm-hmm. So down the length of the car, like sheer okay. force, not pulling force. Yep. And it failed around 19 pounds, which was way more than I, I thought it was going to be like seven, eight pounds. And I would have been thrilled with that. So, mm-hmm. um, and I've driven 95 in my minivan with the frog pod uh, with the GoPro on there. No problem. That's great. Um, I would have gone faster, but I, I, I did say it was a minivan. So <laughs> <laughs> you got to show some kind of respect to the platform here. Yeah. <laughs> wow that is that's impressive i mean i i had a feeling because i see how big the magnets are in comparison comparison to the body so i kind of expected that it you know had some good holding force i didn't expect it to be that high though even even at the bottom end of what you've tested at five pounds like you're putting you're putting point and shoots and action cameras on you're not putting a heavy slr on it so that's that's yeah so impressive now even so here's the thing with with like a dslr which um I think my I have a Canon EDD, and mm-hmm. I think it's only a pound or two. I can't remember, but when when you put it on the when you hang it up ver, uh, vertically on like the on a pole or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. it it it's so heavy that it will it will tilt a bit, and it okay. doesn't give you like a ninety degree angle. Okay, right. but what you can do is with the three with the three magnets, you can actually fold one up underneath. I'm going to give you a visual so that I'm, I'm going to give you a visual so that you make sure I'm describing this properly. But (laughs) Will do, will do. Yeah. So with the three magnets like this, you can fold one completely under itself. Okay. Uh And it gives it the tension it needs to then prop your camera up to give you a much closer to a 90 degree. It's probably still out like one degree, but that's something you can fix in post. Yeah. And then Um, that's good, but it's going to stay there. So it doesn't matter. Right. So now you're hanging the heaviest thing that you'll probably hang on it with only two magnets and it's fine. Yeah. That's really cool, man. (laughs) Yeah. You've clearly, so you've clearly given this a lot of thought. So you go from like, 
you go from design to how many prototypes did it take to get to the shape that you were completely happy with? Sure. I wish I knew. I wish I knew the real number. I, but I think, I think it was under 10. That's great. Which is, which I think is super low. And yeah. yeah. That that sounds really low, but I, I love prototyping as well. And I, I feel like sometimes with simple, like that sounds about right though. Cause my bet is correct me if I'm wrong. One through three looked crazy different. And then like four through 10, like an untrained eye that's not investigating it with almost a magnifying glass look almost yeah. the same. Yeah. Almost the same. Yeah. Yeah. So there were a couple <laughs> little problems like, um, so I, I did have six, six legs instead of three. And when I went down to three, I had other problems like the legs were too flimsy. So I had to thicken them so that they were uh, too flimsy in the sense that the magnets were just folding up on themselves again. And I had to thicken them up a couple times. So yeah, you're, you're exactly right though. It just, you need to do those small changes. What was weird for me is that normally I never reached the end. Like I'll, I'll even sell something and it's fine, but I keep iterating it anyway because I come up with new ideas or new tweaks or something like that. And this, this came to a really abrupt stop. And I realized like a month later, I was like, I haven't changed this at all. And I felt re- <laughs> that made me feel really good about it. So, You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah. This is, it, it's, it's so much fun hearing about your process because I, I went through, I have, I have a 3d printed product that I sell. It's a jig for putting the feet on cutting boards. Um, it's a little, it's got, it's the same jig that a lot of people have made. I just made it better. I feel like I made a mm-hmm. better little device. And I remember how many, like I made the first one, I 3d printed it and I'm holding it in my hand. I'm like, this is so awesome. Like I'm so happy with this. Right. And the first person I showed it to said, you know, it'd be really cool if it had more holes in it. So it wasn't just, you know, cause I put my feet, I made it for me. Yeah. Goes, it'd be yeah, really yeah. cool if it had like more holes in it. So you could put feet at different distance. I'm like, yeah, that would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> so then, yeah, so yeah. then I make this thing. I've sold a bunch of them already, right? So I make yeah. this thing and I sent it to one of my friends because I'm like, hey, you know what? You just take one. Just take it. So I made it. I printed it. I sent it to him. And he comes back and he goes, you know, I'm just saying. There's no place to hang this on my wall. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. And I'm looking at it going, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's an oversight. And I'm like, okay, I guess I got to But it's it's like you said, it's like you know, you show it to a bunch of people and you get the feedback. The feedback comes in and you're like, yeah, I could look at this a million times. If I design number 1 would have been perfect for me, it never would have evolved, right? right? right. But the more people I showed it to, the more the ideas came in, the better the ideas got. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay. Now I understand. Like I kind of understand this process yeah. better, which yeah, is why so- the next jig that I make is going to probably be better because I understand that like your final version isn't the final version. It's the final mm-hmm. version after a couple of people give you some feedback on it and go, yeah, this is what really works. Right. hundred percent. And that's why I like to share it on Instagram as I go, because you get, you get that other input yeah. and uh, it helps you develop those things. Um, whether it's directly or just because they're making you think about even, even thinking about why their idea doesn't work in your situation mm-hmm. helps yeah. you like that all helps. Like it's all helpful. Because you see where they're yeah. going. You see their training. Yeah. Right. Well, what if we can make this work? I, I love different. that. I love the I love the idea of doing it real time on Instagram. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I kind of do that without consciously doing that, but it's so mm-hmm. helpful. Like you said, even in, even if you hear someone give you advice and you're like, I'm definitely not doing that. <laughs> it's still helpful. Yeah. I've I've gotten other ideas based on their 
their feedback about the thing I'm working on. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. So like FrogPod, like um, something I, I learned as, I don't know, as someone that makes, like invents new things for fun, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of people suggested like, well, what about like adding suction cups so it can also work on those surfaces? It took me a lot of like willpower to be happy with where this thing is and not try to make it everything like not try to take over the entire mount category because then (laughs) it's going to be like, then it's not, it doesn't have an identity. It then it is trying to be everything and it probably will suck at all of those things. Um, so that was hard for me because I'm, I am the guy that's trying to put too much spice in the soup. Like, <laughs> you know, you really have to just rein that in. And this product taught me that a lot. Yeah. Have well, you ever, that... have you ever brought an, another product to market? <clears throat> uh, not outside of my, my, uh, Instagram or my, um, online store. Wow. So okay. that, that's the only place I've done this. And yeah, this is by far the furthest I've taken anything quite like this. And That's what's really funny cool. is I haven't I haven't sold any of them other than my brother. <laughs> he forced he forced me to take money, but I was like, you still have to back the project. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, because the, the the Kickstarter hasn't started yet because I checked it out no. before we were before we were going live. Um, so how does that work? Like, how does one just do a Kickstarter? <laughs> uh, just, just like that one one just does a kickstarter so you have it, it doesn't it doesn't take a whole lot and the, and the website walks you through it pretty easily there's just a lot of work that goes into it yeah. you're 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 basically building a web page a one page web page and kickstarter just gives you a blank form and it is up to you to fill it in um there is a couple things like you have to get your project approved by them so you have to put something together and then like you can put the whole thing together and then submit it for approval. And once it's approved, you still have time to like go back and I've literally deleted the entire thing and done it like 10 times over, which is why it's taking so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you can, you can just do it. Um, I, I would be interested to see, like I should pick just like a random product, launch it on Kickstarter with zero with like zero oh. effort into marketing and see what mm, happens. You, I mean, I don't hate that concept because it's kind of like a split test and you can learn a little bit. Yeah. I think it'll fail miserably, but I think it would be interesting <laughs> to see if yeah. anyone sees it, you know, uh, yeah. like I won't even tell my Instagram people. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just want to know. I just want to know. No, it'll be so. tragic as if that one takes off. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you have, so you were telling me, and I didn't know this, but you were telling us in the chat um, yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and was it yesterday or today or whenever it was? But you were telling us that you have a you have a couple of very specific parts that you make in your shop, and I'm looking at them now on your shop, and oh. it's for a very specific thing that most people don't even know exists. I feel like I'm I'm probably one of the few people you've ever told about this where I've gone, oh yeah, I've totally seen one of those, absolutely, yeah. but. You have, so for those of you that aren't into retro games, and I feel very sorry for you, but the people that listen to this podcast know, I'm known for a long time, that I love re- I love retro gaming more than I like gaming. And there's Nintendo partnered with Sharp a really long time ago, and they made this all-in-one unit that had an NES um, built into a Sharp television. So it was an all-in-one mm-hmm. unit, and it was like 1986-ish or 87 Think TV VCR, but not a VCR. A Nintendo. Yeah, 
it's really a cool piece and they are very very collectible people pay exorbitant amounts of money for them mm-hmm. and you know out of nowhere tom, here comes tom and he's like i got I, there's a couple of design problems with that i'm gonna fix that <laughs> so how did <laughs> yeah, you so, how did you get to making those of all things i owned one no so way owned, yeah so i owned one this is such a sad story oh wow but I, I owned one and i got into the facebook group which was super small mm-hmm. um and this is a couple of years ago and I didn't even know how to do use fusion yet. I mm-hmm. had a 3d printer, but I like, I used SketchUp a little bit and they had this group, like the whole, the entire group is based on, do you have doors for the TV and do you have a TV remote for the TV? Like that's the only thing anybody asked in this group. Yeah. A complete so, one of these is, is like, a unicorn at this point. Yeah. They just don't they exist. Do, yeah. <laughs> there are a few collectors with them. Um, right. That's exactly it's, it. Like, it's, yeah. so, it's so rare to have the doors. And these doors, just like think back to, you know, 80s and 90s where the TV, you had that little door that you clicked and it fell down. Right. And then mm-hmm. the controls were in it. Well, this has two of them, one for the TV and one for the Nintendo. You know how your Nintendo door flips up. This one was much larger and it flipped down. And... I finally figured, this is actually, holy crap, this is how I met AJ Huff. He reached out because <laughs> I was having a problem in Fusion. I couldn't do a certain thing. And he reached out and I wrote on my desk in a Sharpie, AJ Huff knows CAD. Because <laughs> you know how somebody helps you and you forget uh-huh. them like the next day and they get like tossed into the ether of your messages? I was yeah. like, I can't forget AJ. I can't forget him. So he helped me solve that uh, design problem. And I made as close a replication of these doors as I possibly could. And I'll be honest, they're freaking perfect. I mean, they don't look, you know, they're 3D printed, so they're a slightly different color. And you can see the print lines a little bit when the sun shines on them. And, you know, but um, outside of that, they're they're spot on replicas of these doors. And like, I'm a hero in that small, tiny little community, right? <laughs> And just recently, a lot of the bigger YouTube collectors have started finding these things and doing videos on them. And I'm in, like, my name is mentioned in all of these videos now. And I wish it was a bigger product because there's literally only hundreds of these TVs in existence. Yeah. They only right? made a couple of hundred. Yeah. They literally right. only made a couple of hundred of these. So well, it's not- so that's unknown technically. I know that's, okay, like, fair enough. That, that's, fair been enough. The, that's been the folklore for a long time. But I think I think they made a few thousand uh, it seems, and currently there's a couple hundred that we've admitted to owning. Okay. Um, but yeah, there was some, there's a lot of misinformation and Nintendo, Ninten- mm-hmm. like Nintendo and Andrew, um, he did a really deep dive and like went back to the archives and like scanned through old newspapers and like, it was incredible what he tried to figure out um, and found a lot of cool information on that. And I sent him a door um, and uh, he thanked me in his video, which was very nice. So. It's, yeah. it's it's so cool. Like when you, the retro game community in and of itself is pretty amazing to mm-hmm. begin with. Like it's a fun group of people. You know, as long as they stay focused on the gaming, it's yeah. so it's so much fun. You know, just people talking about a passion for something that's been pretty much gone for 30, 40 years most of the time. You know, there's right. I noticed that the community clusters from like nineteen eighty two ish to like 1990-ish. Like that seems to be where the bulk of the community is right now. Well, I imagine you know what that's that is. What's that? That's Nintendo. Yeah, well, yeah, and that's the thing, right? It's like everybody yeah. seems to be hovering around, like Nintendo, the NES never died. I love watching, right. um, 
I'm sure you know who John Riggs is. Um, I love watching John Riggs's videos because he'll he he has a habit of showing off video of games that are being made from modern modern games being made for classic consoles. And he just a couple of days ago showed a couple of NES games that are brand new NES games for the NES. And it's like, yeah, that's a system. 1990 was the last NES rolled off the factory. And here's a bunch of people that are still making games for it. It's, it's incredible. Jeez. I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. It's, it's, there's a bunch of them. Like there's, there's been reissues. Um, like last year, I think it was, the comp- there were a bunch of games that were re-released for the Sega Genesis, and they haven't made the Genesis since like 1996 or seven. Right. Yeah, like now you can get all the you can get all the you know re redone consoles like they're remaking. Yep. Uh, or they have been. Th- these have been around forever, right? But you can buy a brand new console that will play those games, yep. right? I'll say it that way. Yeah, there's the retro, like the Retron Five, which is basically five consoles, like all the yeah. consoles you had as a kid in one thing. Throw your cartridges in and call it a day. It's so, right. it's just such a fun community, and the fact that you tapped into it, like you're not tapping into it by making a console, you're not tapping into it by making like a new piece of, you're tapping into it by saving a piece of hardware that's very sought after to begin with. And it's like, where the hell am I going to get the doors? Like Sharp isn't going to go make these. Like, no, right. they, this right. is dead to them. Yeah, nobody's going to injection mold them for sure. Um, You'd have to be insane. Thinking, thinking about it now, I think that might have been the first real product that I sold. I think that's pretty much the first. I might have. I did a prototyping job for somebody maybe before that, but that was like the first real product I sold. I sell those doors now. It's a twenty-four hour print for the two of them. Mm-hmm. I sell those doors for a hundred and fifteen dollars. Yeah, I was just looking like, at that. I'm like, damn, this this guy is like impressive. <laughs> well, my my problem was is that like I when I going into it, I spent dozens of hours modeling these things mm-hmm. i could probably remodel them today in in 10 hours or less but i was like i need to get some money back well, yeah, <laughs> i was 100%. like what am i going to sell like 20 of these things like i didn't know you know how many i was going to even be able to sell so i priced it because i priced it that way because of how long it took to print but also like i needed to make some money back i bought a printer just for this job because it, the one door is like 300 millimeters long it's a big and i needed piece. a bigger printer yeah. yeah so i spent 600 bucks blindly not knowing if i was going to make any of that back and fortunately the community really supported me and i sold like 30 doors in the first like i took a pre-order list basically in the nice. first week or so and that really that really helped this is so um, I love hearing this. Like I, this is like I, I I always feel like when one of us when one of us makers mm-hmm. does well. I always feel like when one of us makes good, it's like it's just such a nice feeling because a lot of a lot of you know I'm not then I always I I don't want to come off as downplaying it, but a lot of mm-hmm. makers are just content creators, right? And there's nothing wrong with being a content creator, but when somebody in our space makes a product and that product really hits, like to me. That hits me right in the feels because I love seeing when one of us comes up with a really cool idea and then just rolls with it and everybody's yeah. on board. It's just nice. Yeah. I I am I try to I try to like honor that system and I try to buy as many things from everybody that I can, yeah. right? Like even if I don't really want it, I'm like What's twenty bucks? Like that's like a Taco Bell visit. Let's, I bought let's two give maker, him twenty bucks. You know? I bought yeah. two maker <laughs> knives because I wanted one in my upstairs shop and my downstairs shop. Did uh-huh. I need two maker knives? Of course <laughs> I didn't need two maker knives. Do I right. own two maker knives? You're damn right I own two of them. Right. I, yeah. But it's also it's also a tool, it's functional. So it's not like that 
frivolous. Yeah, but I don't need two of them. Jesus. I have <laughs> I have a Jimmy. Go- look, okay, look. You know, everyone knows I love Jimmy, right? I love Jimmy right. to death. I have an ice, I have one of his ice picks. Have I used it a ton? You're damn right I have. Did I really need it? Probably not. But it's the <laughs> most it's it's useful. It's awesome. Yeah. I definitely use mine more than I thought I would. Yeah, exactly. It's. I think it's completely black with spray <laughs> paint at this point. She's got two of. She's yanked two of them out. I do want a smaller one. Uh, she's oh got my more. god! She's, she's going pointing. for more. Oh, oh no! I might have more. <laughs> are those are those ice pick chopsticks you have? <laughs> I mean, they can be. That's clever. <laughs> so first of all, one of them is the magnetic one. Ooh, nice. We love Very a ma- we love a magnet here. Um, yeah. But yeah. They are surprisingly, you know, that's again, you know, this is what, you know, you know, you talk about product, you know, Jimmy makes these ice picks for his own use. And all of a sudden everybody's like, I want one of those. I want one of those. And then the next thing you know, he's making them. It's turned it into a business. It's like, right. Who would think that an ice pick would be such a, such a functional thing? Like everybody would want one. It's like an all. I use an all all the time in the shop. So I, well, some, some of that was marketing too. And I think you fell into that where, you know, you know, use 1,492 and somebody yes. posts about it. Right. Yes. So like, that's brilliant also. Um, and I think that just kind of happened. Like that just started happening. And, um, and it helps cause he's like a good guy, right? Everybody loves right. Jimmy. So it's the same thing with you, right? Everybody likes you. So you're putting out the frog pod and it's like, I'm going to support the frog pod just because Tom's a good guy. Like, it's yeah. not like Tom's an so. ass, but the product's <laughs> cool. I'm just going to buy it and we'll call it a day. That, and I'll just, that's a okay. much harder sell. That's a much harder <laughs> it sell. really is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and that's why like early in this, in this podcast, I was like, I'm just, I'm one of you. Like I'm a maker. Mm-hmm. Like I am. I am like a maker's maker. Like I love this community. I love like the way we talk about things and the way we just see things. Yeah. It's just so refreshing. And there's just like, there's like such little hate involved and like everybody's just like gunning for everybody. I'm sorry. Everyone else is supporting everyone else. Not gunning mm-hmm. for everybody else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's just fun. I know the Kickstarter people won't know that and that's okay, but it's okay. Yeah, but I think it gives you a really solid foundation. I also think that taking on big projects like this takes a tremendous amount of courage. Um, And I I think that something that's really special about having a group of like-minded people in the maker community that's invaluable is that, like that fan club that like, you know, fluffs each other up so that people do have the courage to do that crazy idea. Right. Right. And, and in a public way, because I also think something that's daunting about Kickstarters is very public. Like it feels very yeah. public anyway, where it's not failing if you quote unquote fail and don't make your and don't get it where it needs to get. But I would imagine a lot of people have ideas that they never even put out there because they're scared. Like, what mm-hmm. if I what if I don't make it? You know, I, I think <laughs> so, like, a a lot of people are scared to share their idea because it's part of them and it's part of their brain. And it's part of like who they are a little bit. Yeah. And I think my defense mechanism is, is to overshare. <laughs> and and the way yeah. I do Instagram is like, listen, come at me. Cause I am giving you everything. <laughs> like I'm giving you all the ammunition you could possibly <laughs> think of. And, and um, yeah. So it's almost like, you know, I just put it all out there and you know, there's a lot of, there's, I don't know. It's fun though. I mean, I'll, I'll, I, my biggest fear is that someone only watches like the first half of my stories because what happens a lot of times is I'll be talk like I'll be rewiring a motor and I, I'm not no expert on that, but I'll be like, okay, I think I have to do it this way, this way, and this way. 
And then like six stories later, I completely contradict that information and I'm like, oh my god, somebody's gonna die because they couldn't click through all of my <laughs> stories. All the early <laughs> part. They, they punched <laughs> out too early. But like that happens all exactly. That happens a lot. Or I'm like, oh man, that was completely wrong. Here's what I just learned. And I give them that then, you know? So do you I know I know one of the people, but how many people are working on this with you? And um do you want to give them a quick shout out? Because like I said, I, I know do. one of them, but I don't know the full extent of the team, so yeah, so uh, just just to cover everybody, like mm-hmm. all of my diehard followers that I talk to constantly have all been helping me. But to name two is uh, first off Adam C. Mm-hmm. He he just kind of jumped in and like he's made the logo. He told me that the logo should look more like it does now because of Kickstarter. Like he was just more in tune with that. I was going for more of a cartoonish look. And he's like, he's like, what about this? And I was like, ugh, like, I don't like it. And then I just had to live with it for a little bit. And I, now I love it. Uh, I'm actually looking at, it's on my laptop. I'm looking at it right now. But he really kind of guided that a lot for me and gave me some good advice there as far as logo design. And it's simple and it's clean and it's techy. It's very and modern. It's, it's, very it's very modern. It's very modern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also been just like, I just call him when I need like, motivation for like just finishing something or or like advice on you know on the brand i guess right like i've never really thought about these things before i'm like does this work within this ecosystem of ideas that we've had um so he's been huge and he's then one of the most talented people i know by the way oh, he's, he's just he's a rock star yeah like what a what a what a genius mind like <laughs> just talented smart yeah Yeah. he's 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 one of the good ones yeah no for sure um he did the artwork too if you go to frogpotarmy.com it'll take you to the kickstarter page and he did the rendering that's posted there and i freaking love it it's amazing Uh, i'm gonna get a big old poster of it when i can but um and then and then someone else reached out to me uh jocko reached out on instagram yeah and he's he was just like being supportive and he's like hey if you want me to take a look at your kickstarter send it over i'll review it i'll give you my advice and he gives awesome advice Mm. like he gives he doesn't give you answers he gives you good advice Mm. i asked him about packaging at one point i was like what do i need to do for packaging like your packaging is like crazy like you're you're packaging iphones like you're going above and beyond right and he told me he didn't give me an answer he told me if you want to start a company, make the packaging good. If you're just looking to make a profit, don't spend any money on it. And um, obviously, like that, like that made sense, right? Like that mm. was, I it just made me think about what I want to do. Now, I'm not necessarily trying to start a company, but I also don't want to just throw these things in a bag and send them off. So. I, I came up with a compromise. My price point is also lower than his stuff, so I can't afford five dollars in packaging. Right. Like no one will buy it, and I think it's a disservice to you guys in that situation where I would have to mark it up. But I can spend a dollar. I can spend a dollar fifty. Like you can get decent packaging for that kind of. Money. Oh yeah. And then That's if it ever gets bigger than that, I'll, I mean, a blister, this thing lives in a blister pack. Like it needs to be on a shelf in a blister pack. And then you need to take the blister pack off and stick it on the metal rack that it's sitting next to. Like that's, you know, like it needs to be ready to go. So um, I'm not doing that for Kickstarter, but that'll happen down the road, I hope. Okay. And then um, 
But yeah, when he reached out, I loosened up the purse strings. I was like, all right, he's going to make me three grand at least just by backing it. So he said he'd back it, which means everybody that's bought from him will see that he backed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is huge. And I'm like, all right, so let me go spend three grand. I immediately bought like a bunch of stuff from Alibaba, a bunch of stuff. I bought a couple printers prematurely. Like I was like, let me invest. And then I started handing these things out like crazy. I was like, I'm going to get this back. I'm going to get this back. Like, um, because I went into this when AJ told me to do this, I was like, Oh, it'd be cool if I sold 50 of these things. That'd be really cool. Yeah. You're going to sell a lot. more than 50. And now I've, <laughs> well, I didn't know that. Come on. <laughs> and now I've given out more than 50. Um, right. And it's not cheap. Like I'm spending $2 a magnet right now and 50 frog pods is 150 magnets. I've spent over a thousand dollars on magnets from Amazon that I no longer have in my possession. <laughs> I loved when you. I love when you were do, when you were talking about that in your stories when you switched the magnets and you mm-hmm. were waiting for the. You were going through different iterations with the new magnets, and I'm like, oh man, because you think you got it all settled and everything's good, right. and you're like, oh, this is better. Yeah. Okay, pivot. <laughs> pivot. <Yeah>. Pivot. <laughs> yep. Oh man, it's 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 so interesting. I love I love the the warts and all approach of showing it all in your stories. I like how. I, I pre- really appreciate how open you've been about the process on here because, you know, for people that have never made a product or never, uh, not even necessarily made it at scale, but never really made a product. Most people make a thing that they use or whatever. It's, it's opaque. Like nobody mm-hmm. knows how this process works and right. they come up with the idea or, and bring it to market. And so, yeah. Or it's something that people have made before. Like if you're making a table, it's not to downplay making a beautiful table, but tables have been made before. Yeah. Right. So it's a totally different beast entirely. Yeah. They've been been marketed before. They've been sold before. They've been, yeah, yeah, there's an ecosystem for it already. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No. And to be clear, I have no idea what I'm doing. So, (laughs) but I think the beauty of it though. Well, I hope that's the message. Like, I hope people realize, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just doing something. And if you have something that you'd like to bring to market, like just start, like figure out one way to get it to market and just mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Make the like, prototype. However you got yeah. it, make the prototype because I feel like yes. visualizing the product. We- yeah. Visualizing the product in the real world is probably the first step to going, this so, is a good idea. I should go yeah. further with this. So we had the inventor of the bop it on a few weeks ago and he was talking oh, yeah. about how the first bop it was not even remotely similar to like, like remote. It, she said like, remote. <laughs> I did. Uh, the, <laughs> like, like he wasn't setting out to be like, I'm going to create the bop it toy. That's going to just take the world by storm. No, it was a really zigzag crazy path. And mm-hmm. you have to, you have to just hop on to that path and let it take you where you're going to go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So just, if if anybody didn't hear it, it was a TV remote originally, which was brilliant. And mm-hmm. I think was, you should still make it. But, I, I agree completely. It's an amazing yeah. idea. <laughs> so I, until that, until I saw that episode or heard that episode, I didn't real like, I thought, like, I didn't think there was a Bop It guy, right? Like, I didn't <laughs> no. realize, like, there was, like, a piece to that. I was like, <laughs> you know, who knows, right? Yeah. But yeah. Um, I had been, like our whole lives have been modeled around that marketing a little bit. right? It's so, it's so it's, weirdly visceral. Like the reaction everywhere. it gets out of people. It really is. Here's how everywhere it is. I have personally shared stories where I do toss it, slap it, wrap it with the frog. <laughs> pod. No joke. Wait, 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 wait. We'll have to like, we'll have to like collab here. <laughs> collab. Like, like, come on. Because of that. I'm like, it's such simple yeah. messaging mm-hmm. and it's fun. And it makes sense. And like, 
I was doing it because that was that's yeah. so ingrained in me, right? And I think the reason why the why good ideas just click like they do is is you don't see all the prototyping that goes behind it. You just see the cool sleek product, and you know sometimes it's good and sometimes it's crap and whatever. But it it requires that constant process of creativity, like you said at the beginning of the podcast. Mm-hmm. You challenge yourself to just design something new every single day. It doesn't yes. matter if it's bad or good or whatever. Just just get just your make it. Just, just start that loop and, and start the process. To paraphrase yeah. a friend of ours, shit work is better yeah. than no work. I was I was <laughs> just about to say, actually, one of the first guests that I interviewed on the podcast was my good friend Dolly Ross, and that's her whole thing. She's like, I don't care. I, I'm it's not my job to judge if I did good art or bad art. Yes. That's someone else's to judge. I just am sitting yes. here making the art. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have to go back and listen to that episode. That's that's so good though. She's wonderful. I, I mean I I I really did this like hundred design challenge thing. It's all personal. It's not, I didn't put it out in the world. I didn't even talk yeah. about it for a while. Two reasons. I wanted to get better at using fusion and I knew the only oh way to do gosh. that was repetition. That's right. That's, yes. It's a great approach to learning. Yeah. Fusion. And then the other reason is I wanted to change my mindset and I didn't even know what that meant at the moment, but now I know it's, it's fine tuning your ability to identify problems. Yeah. As small and as silly as they may seem, there is an equally small and silly solution to those those same problems, and people like them. Like yep. I like them. Yep. Like, yep. Just I don't know. It's so stupid sometimes, but <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just training. It's training your brain to see the world through that lens of of what can right. you. Oh, I could make a thing for that. And it, it's. Next week. Next week, we usually don't prom- we do, we usually don't promote our guests ahead of time but it this ties into our guest next week our guest next week is morley kurt from the clamp podcast mm-hmm. and morley has completely pivoted his youtube channel to exactly this to designing 3d printed items that solve things that solve problems that solve he has made so many cool 3d printed things on his channel in the last month and a half or so and it's just like, yeah, this is exactly what this is exactly what you're talking about. This idea of, you know, there's a problem. Let me figure out a creative way to solve it, and then just do the thing. We'll just right, do it. And right. I love it. Yeah. I love this idea. Yeah, ignoring all other road roadblocks and procrastination. Yep. yep. <laughs> I think I really do think. You know, we always talk about just get started, but I think with products, it really is. Like I said, it's just make the first one. Just make mm-hmm. the first one. Even if it's, you know, especially with 3D printing, it's meant to be iterative to begin with, right? Make the first one and just keep making them, making them, making them and go for it. Yeah, I'm working on a a handbag right now. And I think the other thing, too, is is the first one's the hardest one to make, because once you make the first one, you can't help but make the second one. Mm -hmm. I mean, at least for me anyway. It's like, oh, but like now I can make it better. I can make it better. I can make it better. So it just it just it's like dominoes. I'm trying to model. I bought a tiny little drill press for jewelry making. <coughs> I bought a tiny little drill press for for jewelry making. And the key, the chuck key, there's no place to put it. Like yep. there's there's no place to put it. And I've been working in Fusion trying to just come up with a really good design that I can stick on the side of that drill press to hang the key on. And I'm having, like, I keep coming up with ideas, but then I model them in Fusion. I look at them and I'm like, no, nah, I don't like that. 
and I'd do it again. And I'd come up with a new one. I'm like, nah, that's just overkill. I don't need that much plastic in the place. And, <laughs> gee, if only there was a product. <laughs> if only there was a product. I'm holding up my keys uh, with the frog pod keychain on it. I think PJ put his chuck key on a frog pod keychain. That's a very good idea. Unfortunately, <laughs> this damn drill press, the Aluminum. top of it is plastic. Son of a. <laughs> Which, yeah, it's just like, oh, ugh. No. Oh, no. no. Don't, don't, don't add suction cups. Don't add suction cups. Yeah. <laughs> Plastic uh, magnets. Let me figure this out. Plastic <laughs> magnets. There you go, Tom. There's your next product. Yeah. Um, yeah. We are an hour and ten in, which of course means it's now time for things of the week. Um, which is, I got to be honest with you, this is the part of the show that never ceases to amaze me because the things that people bring for thing of the week <laughs> is always interesting to me. Uh, I feel like we should just do a podcast one week. It's just a whole. Like do five <laughs> different things of the week for each of us. Like we just we can all just ramble about yeah. all, all the things we like. <laughs> One, on the next Brooke and Vincent show where we don't have a guest, we'll just do like Brooke and Vincent's things of the week. It'll just be thing after thing all oh episode. Gosh. Anyway, but that's not tonight. Tom, what's your thing of the week? Sure. So uh, this is turning into the AJ Huff podcast. I'm sorry, but oh um, no, you're fine. <laughs> so he has he has launched a new. He hasn't launched it really, but it, it exists. I think it's just better keychains. It's like the t- the name on the of the Instagram account is better keychains. He makes a few keychains. One looks like an like a cross section of an orange, okay. so it's like a hexagonal thing. Um, but he is trying to create this new brand called Better Keychains um, because it's one of the categories that he makes a lot of things in. So like he's going to do a Kickstarter for this carabiner that he just recently designed, which is super cool, made out of titanium. It's really nice, um, but go find i'm gonna find it while you guys are talking just so i'm oh yeah better keychains no i found it i'm sorry um <laughs> what good what good finding skill literally literally one word go find it and it, it's really cool logo really good um he's doing well with it already but he hasn't like launched it into the public eye he's just been telling some of his instagram followers about it so i'm probably premature but go go check him out he just makes really good stuff and he's really intentional about the content he's making and I hope some of you like it. Oh, I saw this one that looks like orange slices on his um, Instagram page in brass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. I have very one. Cool. It's very nice. This is cool. Okay. Oh yeah. I, this. I'm. Yep. Okay. Got it. This is a good one. Okay. <laughs> this is definitely worth checking out. So on Instagram, it's Instagram.com/slash/BetterKeychains, and of course, we will have that link in the show notes as we always do. Birthday girl, it's your yeah. turn. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna shamelessly self promote and just do the same thing of the week that I did last week. Okay, and just talk about the slab sale again, just in case anyone missed it. Um, we are doing a slab sale at Maker's Workshop, 55A Main Street, Maynard, Massachusetts. Um, not this weekend, but next weekend. So it's June 3rd and 4th, Friday and Saturday. Um, we are selling uh, domestic reclaimed salvage lumber and we have live edge slabs we have just raw and we also have ones that have been planed flat we also have fully dimensioned lumber and we have laser ready sheets so and you also just get to come say hi to to us at makers workshop um yeah that's my thing of the week again like i said i'm shamelessly self-promoting you are absolutely allowed <laughs> like it. that is why we're here I just did it for an. I just did it for an hour. You're fine. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah. What else, yeah. what else is a podcast but shameless yeah. self promotion, right? I guess so. <laughs> All right. I am going to my thing of the week. 
um, is a YouTube channel that I discovered. And boy, have I watched a lot of this dude's videos. <laughs> and boy, am I going to watch a lot more. In fact, I'm going to, as I sit down tonight with my ice cream post episode, I'm going <laughs> to probably watch about six more of his videos until I'm all through his videos. I'm just going to keep watching them. Um, guy's, <laughs> name is, guy's name is Steve. On YouTube, he goes by Stez Sticks Fix. Oh, I am going to put that so in the to, show notes. Because you're going to have to spell that out. Yeah, it's going to be, it's S-T-E-Z-S-T-I-X-F-I-X. That's his YouTube channel. If you've ever watched, there's a bunch of people on YouTube that like to buy broken things off eBay and broken things from like flea markets and estate sales and stuff, and then fix them up. That's what he does. He gets his hands on things that are broken, not working, whatever, and he fixes them. And I mean, he, he'll tell you up and down. He has no idea what he's doing and don't do what he, don't do what he does. But my dude has a success ratio that's just unheard of. Um, it's it's a fun channel to watch. He's got a lot of personality. He's a cool guy. He's very mellow. Um, he likes to kind of self-criticize, which is always very funny because he's talking <laughs> about what an idiot he is a lot of times. Like, nice job, stupid. You know, like stuff like that. But it's just, it's such a cool vibe. And his channel is so, I don't know. I just find it very calming. I love watching people solder and do like that kind of stuff because i do that kind of stuff so watching other people do it is just kind of cool like someone who says he stinks at it who's better than i am pisses me <laughs> off but he's still really good at it um he also made me realize how much i want a digital microscope like oh. i really want a digital microscope like for jewelry making that would be like clutch uh -huh. so um anyway statistics <laughs> fix um yeah, I'm, 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 I got a bit of a fanboy crush on this dude because he's just, he's, Wait, his videos v are Vincent, so good. Vincent has a, has a, has a fanboy crush? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> who, 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 who saw that coming? <laughs> Aside from everyone that listens to this podcast, right? What's, what's crazy is, so he's only been doing this channel since 2019. And if you go back to his earlier videos, you can really see the progression of quality. And my dude has made a lot of progress in a very short period of time. It's like, damn. Like that's a, that's a hell of a leap for three years. So yeah. definitely go check his stuff out because he is really, really talented. You know who else is really, really talented? <laughs> who else is really, really talented? Everyone who's talented enough to give us money to do this crazy show that we call it's Because We Make. A true talent. It's a true talent. Those truly talented people include Leanne and Nick from Hemlock and Hyde, Dave from Atomic Airship Works, Emily Joyce, Ed from Ed's Clocks and More, Rory from RLO Woodworks and DIY, Chris from Full Steam Designs, Jeff Stein, a.k.a. A Weird Guy, Debbie Haddock, Jerry Hyduke, Joey from Dage Custom Woodcraft, Dean Duplantis, Jacob Angiano of Maker Cuisine, Robert J. Keller, Scott from Dad It Yourself DIY, the one and only Grant Alexander, Tony Langer from Langer Works, Jacob from Other Dog Designs, Jake of Make with Jake, Big Al Schultz from New York Woodworks, Justin Ofler of Bear Naked, Greg from Platte Belly Woodworks, Adam Mackey, Maker Mackey, and The Clamp Podcast, Kim and Garrett, Andrew Richard from Andrew Richard Makes, Kellen Hazlip of Kellen Makes, David from Southern Style DIY, Jeff the Weekend DIYer, Sean Walworth, of the Proper Tools podcast, Chris Raley of Route 9 Signs, Henry Davis of HT1 Metalworks, and of course, Austin Saunders, the High Caliber Crash. And we really appreciate everything you do to financially support the show. If you can't support the show financially, that's fine too. Leave a review, share the show, turn someone new onto it because every listener is another person who helps us get quality guests. And quality guests are what keep this show going. Even though you guys love Brooke and I, you like it a lot more when we have other people on. So that's why we have guests now. 
Um, that's why we have talented people who make really cool stuff like Tom. Now, Tom is going to be, Tom is very generous. Um, I don't know if you heard, he gave away 60 um, <laughs> of his, of his new invention. And he has promised us and Brooke and I, Brooke and I are going to come up with a creative way. So boy, do we have a deal for you. Yeah. So Brooke and I are going to come up with it. We want to come up with a really creative way yeah. to, um, to do this, but Tom is giving us a frog pod to give away to you beautiful people. Yes. So we so, will, yeah, keep, keep an eye on the, because we make Instagram page. Is that the plan? Yep. Yep. Um, the, yep the, instructions, the Instagram page. The instructions stories. will become clear there yeah. as to how to enter to get that. But we are really, we're really appreciative of that, Tom. So thank you so much. Yeah. And oh, you're very you. welcome. Thank you so I, much. I just like want it. you to know that even though the free one is coming over, I'm not going to keep it. And I promise that I will still back the project. <laughs> yeah, <I've>, absolutely. <laughs> I'm already signed up. I am backing this project. Like, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's it's such a it's such a good product. I'm so excited for it. I'm so happy for you to see. Like I said, and you said it too. You know, you're a maker's maker, and I'm, it's just so nice to see one of us have a really cool thing. And I hope. Everyone listening to this, just go blow this thing up. Let's let's yeah. let's knock this out of the park for Tom well, because I really want this to be a big success for you, and I want you to have all the love of the community and Keith, our loyal audience. Keith, uh, Keith from the Clampcast, he told me he messaged me one day. He goes, "I hope this cripples your life." <laughs> <laughs> it was like the <laughs> nicest thing anyone could have like, said. And that just, and I'm still riding that high. Right. <laughs> like, I hope Frog cripples your life. <laughs> well, if you if you ever are crippled and you need some help, <laughs> what a segue, Vincent. You, know, reach out. <laughs> you can always reach out to your friends at Because We Make and uh, we'll help recruit we'll help recruit <laughs> people to uncripple you or whatever. <laughs> that we got you. <laughs> we got you. We got you back, brother. <laughs> I think that's going to do it for this week. Tom, thanks for joining us. We will have, do you want to tell everybody where to find you or? Yes. Well, first of all, thank you guys. This was a lot of fun. I oh, really you're, appreciate you're it. You're welcome cool. so much. Also, am I allowed to just let the, the listeners in? Cause they don't have video. I just want to say Tom did this whole podcast <laughs> <laughs> from, oh. from the front seat of his car. So it, this is, I did. I did. it's, <laughs> it's a really, really, it's really, really a hysterical setup right now. Yeah. yeah, we closed we closed on our new house on Friday and we have about a one month overlap. So like mm. not only am I trying to launch a Kickstarter, but I'm moving. <laughs> what could go I don't wrong? Know what, I don't know what I was thinking, but it's gonna happen. Oh, All yeah. of it's do, gonna happen. Do you have now I, I'm not trying I while it's on my mind because you just said it and before we yeah. close it out, um when are, when is the Kickstarter launching? Like, when do you expect it to launch? Obviously, not the exact date, but when are you expecting it to launch? Unfortunately, I keep saying soon, but it is soon. Okay. We I just have to get the Gra, uh, Graz Graz makes. He's mm-hmm. making the video for me. Okay. I was up. I went up to Salem, Mass last weekend. Weekend before, I can't remember. I think last weekend, and we spent the entire day. I did like nineteen thousand steps around Salem, <laughs> taking photos and hey. getting the footage we needed. Sweet. So that is happening soon. And once that's done, like everything else is basically done. So once okay. that's done, I'm going to launch. Um, I will give everybody like a. I'm going to try and do a ten day countdown to launch, but it might be a little shorter because I'm impatient. So <laughs> I wouldn't have the patience for 10. the best. It would the be best like, place. It would be like ten minutes is like, listen, get yeah. your butts together. It's happening. <laughs> the best place down. to <laughs> find out. Yeah, the best place to find out is Frogpod Army mm-hmm. on Instagram. Okay. Um, a group of frogs is called an army. Did you know that? That's why it's called I mean, Frogpod Army. I I'm, n- I'm never gonna forget that. Now that's amazing. I know, right? 
It's like a, of of is a, Congress. A, a crash of rhinos. Oh, a Congress. A group of owls is a Congress. A group of owls, crows yeah. is a murder. Yep. Oh, um, have you ever seen a group of crows is a murder? That's great. Murder of crows. Have you ever seen a group of owls, though? No, no. but I've heard like, them. Mm. They talk to each other. Anyway, I didn't mean to like totally <laughs> U-turn <laughs> U-turn that conversation. These are frogs. We're talking about frogs. We're talking about frogs. frogs. Frog and pod. then when he makes the suction cup version, it's going to be the gecko pod. I think owls eat frogs, so I don't understand the hate right now. But uh. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. My bad. Um, yeah. That's as we limp to the end as we always do. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us. We will be back again next week, and uh, have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you then. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>